3: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon
5: Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Made it to a Friday. It's a Mead Friday. Dan and the Dan. Dan Patrick Show. Great guest list. A lot of topics to dive into. The great skateboarder Tony Hawk will stop by. Check in with the Patriots a little bit later on. The Field of Dreams game last night. Also, there's a new documentary out about the malice at the Palace, the Pacers and the Pistons. Jermaine O'Neal, the former Indiana Pacer, will join us coming up. Your phone calls, your emails, tweets, all welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. We also have a limerick from Todd Fritz. That'll be coming up in a little bit. In fact, it has to do with the Field of Dreams. Do you want to get the limerick? I don't I'm proud to announce that we have a limerick. There you go. That's nice on a but, Friday. Well, hold on. We got a play of the day, stat of the day, poll question, all of that forthcoming. Baseball doesn't get everything right. But they hit a home run last night with the Field of Dreams game in Iowa and the introduction with Kevin Costner walking out of the cornfield was great. James Earl Jones able to add his voice to the event. Game was fun, weather was great, great atmosphere. The Yankees and White Sox bought into it. A dramatic walk-off, a Hollywood-type ending there. But, uh, you know, it's that fine line of cool and maybe over-the-top. It could have felt phony and forced. I thought Fox did a great job with it. Watching last night, you couldn't help but feel the love of the game of baseball. And as corny as it sounds, pun intended, it kind of reminds you of a simpler time Things slowed down. You had a summer night. You watched a baseball game or listened to it on the radio. And, and maybe I bought into it a little too much. But I want to give baseball the benefit of the doubt. Give baseball a lot of credit for taking a chance and embracing the fun aspects of the game we all grew up with. But it was a typical 2021 baseball game where you had home runs. Eight home runs. Seven different players hit eight home runs. And you had the, of course, walk-off home run by Tim Anderson. But it was a a great night for Major League Baseball. And can you build off of that? It's a one-off. It's like the, um, the winter classic with hockey. It didn't work in Lake Tahoe because of the weather, but it certainly worked at the big house at Michigan. The atmosphere is great. And if you're able to do that once a year, Uh, once every other year. Feels like they're going to try to do this every year, but this has been in the planning stages since 2015. But the White Sox and Yankees, well done last night. And the same with Fox, who broadcast the game. All right, I'm proud to bring you a limerick from Todd Fritz off the field of dreams.
2: It was built and they came. If you missed it, that's a shame. A slice of heaven first rate, spotlight on the Hawkeye State Last night was much more than a game. All right.
5: Thank you, Todd. Welcome. This program brought to you by M-Drive Boost and Burn, <laughs> supplement for driven guys that supports healthy testosterone levels when boosting energy and strength. Visit m for free shipping, 60-day guarantee. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with M-Drive. I should have separated maybe M-Drive from that Limerick because maybe M-Drive is, I mean, they're paying good money to be a supporter of this show. Maybe they wanted a little separation with oh, the uh, Limerick. See, just what? a few
2: minutes ago, you were like, you played it all night. So I'm looking forward to your Limerick. and you throw that in.
5: Yes, Seaton, You had uh, something on your mind uh, that you wanted to share.
6: Did I? <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I'm laughing you. your head off. <laughs> I,
5: uh, okay. It was just very
6: dramatic. Well, actually, you know what? The whole thing last night was very dramatic. Uh, but Todd's Tom's lim- Todd's
5: limerick, very dramatic. Yes. I did
2: try to act. Uh, act, you know, to be a little theatrical with
5: it. Yeah, you tried to go James Earl Jones there.
2: Was that? Did that make it better? or worse? <laughs> more, more. It's a push, than you know. a game. No, I th- I I was fine with it. Last night was much more than a game.
6: Like, did anybody else, the the hair on the back of your neck stand up too, or was it just me? Mm.
5: <laughs> Todd has a uh, throwback Brooklyn Brooklyn Dodger jersey. It's
2: Brooklyn Cyclones, I think. This was some kind of giveaway years ago. It says BC on the left sleeve and some kind of credit union on the right. One of those things they just give away to the first couple thousand fans. It's made out of material that's going to probably tear before 11 o'clock Eastern this morning.
5: Looks like you just came in from uh, from the cornfield. <laughs>
2: I thought this would be nice off of last night. I looked to see if I had any type of old-school kind of jersey, and uh, I thought it would be cute to throw on my little Brooklyn Cyclone shirt. No,
5: you, you look the part. Thanks. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Uh, make sure you pick up a bag of uh, the Penny Bang Biscuits, the gourmet biscuits made from scratch using healthy, all-natural ingredients, and 20% of all Bang Biscuit sales given back to hand partners in the pet industry. Great product. Proud to be associated with it. Available at danpatrick.com. All right, McLovin, what kind of poll question are you sitting on today?
3: Okay, let's start with baseball. Is MLB trending in a positive direction? Just based off last night? Just this year. You know, they had Shohei at the All-Star game. The rules seem to be working. I know that's such a blanket question, but I mean, on Twitter last night, I was like, wow, MLB is getting it right this year. I saw a
5: lot of that. Well, you have some young stars. It still comes down to the game itself, how it's played. I love seeing the young stars, but I would like to see more movement with baseball. It's really just, I throw it, you you swing real hard. I throw real hard, you swing real hard. That's what baseball has become. And you can have 12, 14 strikeouts in a game, each team. And... Uh, I think we uh, I think I don't mind if a game is three and a half hours long, four hours. If there's excitement, if there's movement there, that's the problem that baseball is going to face. Is is a new generation, a new audience going to go, hey, I'm going to watch that. I'm fascinated with that. But you do have the young players. That's what you want. You build off of that. I think it's just baseball needs to find the coolness factor. Football and basketball have the coolness factor. Baseball's working on that. Yeah, um, McLevin. Yeah, like the NBA is star driven, right? They have those young, cool stars. Is it, Who in
3: MLB can like tap into that?
5: What do you mean, tap like, into? Who can,
3: who's the Zion of baseball? Is it Tatis and Shohei? I feel like they're doing better.
5: Well, yeah, you got Shohei, who's doing some amazing things. Uh, you know, Tatis Jr., Bryce Harper is going to be an MVP candidate this year. You don't have Mike Trout. Mike Trout might get shut down for the entire season. He's been out since the middle of May, which is kind of amazing. But, you know, the big markets, uh, the Yankees, uh, the Dodgers, although you start to look at some of these uh, markets, you know, San Francisco with uh, the Giants and then Oakland with the A's, they're playing great baseball. Tampa is playing great baseball. You know, it, it feels like you need the bigger market teams and then you hope that you have the outliers that can be, uh, you know, kind of pest in, uh, in the postseason. But sometimes we forget about those, those storylines where you go, you know, Tampa, Tampa's still really good. You may not follow them. They may not attract a crowd, but that's a really well-run organization. Uh, the Oakland A's keep threatening to move every year, but they still play great baseball, and you probably can't name, you know, three Oakland A's. Uh, the Giants with Buster Posey, going to be an MVP candidate this year. So you have storylines, you just have to kind of search for them. Plus you have, you know, a lot of the shows, a lot of the network shows, they don't cover Major League Baseball. It's really rare when that's a, that's a topic bar for, uh, you know, First Things First or uh, Skip and Shannon or what happens on ESPN. Even this show, you know, what is the story? What do people care about? You're trying to find, and I'm trying to find a storyline that people around the country are interested in. Because if I'm going to be talking about something, unless it's really specific and I know it's specific, then I'm trying to have something that will appeal to a mass audience. You know, this show is on in nearly 400 cities around America. You're trying to appease a lot of people with that. And more people would be interested in the Patriots preseason game last night against Washington than maybe the Field of Dreams game last night. Not fair to the sport. It's an exhibition, a preseason game. But is Mac Jones going to start? How did Cam Newton look? Is Washington's defense going to be one of the best in football? We're going to check in with the Patriots coming up here in a little bit. And what we saw last night, how important those games are. Um, and then you got a whole slate of football games coming up. You know, baseball has its moment. And it was a moment. It was the All-Star break because you had Otani in, uh, in the Home Run Derby. You had a, the game itself. Uh, you know, Pete Alonso winning the home run derby, but you know, it didn't used to be that way. It's just football is taking up 11 months of the year, and if they could take up 12, they would. It's almost like they let baseball have July, or at least a couple of weeks. Like, they just give scraps to these other uh, sports. It just feels like that. I'm like, hey, come on. Let's ease off the uh, pedal here. Let's give somebody else a little bit of publicity. Okay, that's enough. Here we go. We got, uh, preseason games coming up. Yeah, I'm Paul.
7: One of the tough things for baseball is that star players can't control getting their teams to the postseason. Mike Trout can't get on him by himself, cannot get the Angels to the postseason. Shohei Otani can't get his team to the postseason to get that national audience. Lamar Jackson can. You know, uh, Zion Williamson can get his team to the postseason and play some postseason national TV games. Mike Trout, I think, what, three postseason games? In a decade? That's nuts. If it was any other sport, it it just wouldn't happen. You can't control, one player can't control his team's destiny.
5: Plus, I can also take a star player out of a game if I don't want to pitch to Mike Trout. You know, you can't do that to Lamar Jackson. Uh, Basketball players, really hard to say. We're taking Luka out of, uh, you know, this game. With baseball, you can. You can just say, no, I'm not going to pitch to you. All right. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP Show. Say good morning to Peacock. That's our streaming partner. Download the app. Watch for free. And also the radio affiliates around the country. iHeartRadio Radio with uh, the Fox Sports Radio lineup. McLovin, any other poll questions you're thinking about? Yeah, on that note, we came up with an NFL poll. Uh,
3: you can watch one player in the preseason this weekend. Tim Tebow, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Jordan Love, or Trey Lance? Um, Let me see. Run that by me Okay, so you got the Tebow and Lawrence with Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. Uh, Justin Fields in Chicago. Jordan Love, I think it's going to get a lot
5: of action in Green Bay. And Trey Lance with San Francisco. I would say Jordan Love because I think he is probably the most important player in the preseason right now. Because we didn't get to see anything from him last year. He didn't play last year. He didn't suit up last year. And I think if you're a Packer fan, you want to see what you have here or what, it, what he at least looks like when he's on the football field. You know, am I interested in Trey Lance? Not this week. Justin Fields, not this week. Trevor Lawrence, not this week. Tebow, a little bit of, you know, just a curiosity there. But I would say Jordan Love, absolutely. Because I think when you think of the preseason, his, his performance here can tell you a whole lot about where the Packers are with with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback for the future because I think if they knew a little more about Jordan Love this past year then maybe they make a different decision if they felt good about Jordan Love I think there's still a big question mark with him yes Seaton. so what do you look
6: for in those moments then like with Jordan Love out there because people a lot of times players and analysts are like look if you're judging teams off of the preseason you're crazy okay because the don't mean anything but you're looking at individual performances. So how do you sort of separate that out, the valuable stuff from the, like, well, not so important?
5: I like to see how teammates respond to you when you're on the field, your command. Are you in control? Are you getting the playoff on time? Uh, does it feel like you uh, the, the game is coming to you? Like you're not trying to force things in there. How are your throws? Um, so it's, it's more of just – there's probably um, – you know, there's tangibles, but there's in you know intangibles as well. Leadership. If you throw an interception, what do you do the next time you get on the field? You know, even Mac Jones, he had a beautiful throw into the end zone that was dropped, and that to me was the most impressive throw, and it was incomplete. But he stays in the pocket. He looks comfortable in the pocket, and that's against a really good defense. Uh, so I was looking at poise. It's, as strange as that may sound, like, what does poise look like? I think you know it when you see it. Well, it's
6: interesting you say that because during the broadcast last night, they talked about how Josh McDaniels had to get into Mac Jones and be like, dude, take control. Like, use your big boy voice. You're, you're not, you know, you're not commanding the huddle or the offense, uh, which, I, yeah, I guess that's something that you have to learn in these
5: moments, right? And it's hard because nobody, you're a rookie. You're coming in and you got veterans staring at you and you're probably getting in a huddle going, <laughs> oh, uh, X right, X right, seventeen double hitch, banana Y on two, rebreak, and no three, no two, two. Then you get to the line of scrimmage and you start barking uh, those things out. You know, it, it takes a little while because you know you get to that. You, hey, I want to be a pro quarterback. I'm going to be. On a B, I'm going to be leading the Patriots. And you get up there and you're like, holy bleep! I'm out here and. Man, okay, let me settle down let me settle down a little bit here. All
6: right, first-rounder,
5: tell us what to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll settle on a poll question. We'll talk to Tom Kern, who covers the Patriots. He was at the game last night. He'll join us. Uh, Tony Hawk, the great, well, the skateboarder. He'll join us coming up a little bit later on. Jermaine O'Neill, the former Pacer, talks about the documentary on the malice at the Palace A lot of preseason action coming up this weekend as well. The Clippers lock up Kawhi Leonard quietly. I'm surprised it didn't happen today at around 5 o'clock. And by the way, we've extended Kawhi Leonard for a guy who's not going to play this year. At least I think it's a 10-month. Well, I had an ACL and I wasn't trying to come back to play basketball. I think this is going to be a 10-month process for him. And knowing that he is very cautious anyways when it comes to his injuries, I don't see a reason why you would want Kawhi Leonard to try to play this year. Might be one of those Kevin Durant situations where, come on in, you're going to sit out this year, no need to rush it, and uh, we'll be on your time frame. 17 after the hour, just getting started. We'll tell you what's on the menu for our Traeger Meet Friday. Have that for you coming up here in a moment. Back after this use my Discover, well, I should say, my daughter used my Discover credit card. Mm. You know what? When you have your kids get a little older and then they take your credit card and then you forget that they took your credit card or they don't remind you that they have your credit card, I discovered that my Discover credit card was um, not in my wallet. Uh, But it's accepted at 99% of the places in the United States that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover My daughter gets used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, Check in with the Patriots, Tom Curran, Patriots insider. He'll join us coming up. Based off last night's game, here's Bill Belichick summing up his team's performance against Washington. I thought we did some, you know, good things. We'll look at the film, you know, some other things we we didn't do as well. But uh, you know, fundamentally, I thought we made some progress. But again, we still got a long way to go. A lot of things we need to tighten up and improve on. But I thought the players competed well. It's good to, you know, good to see some things come together that we've been working on. And then he talked about Mac Jones leading the offense. Yeah, we'll look it on film and you know, see there's you know, some good things. There's plenty of things we can improve on. It's, it's true for everybody. It's true for all of us. <laughs> he gave me absolutely nothing there. I'd love to hear. When's the last time he gushed? Just... And, and it's on, you know, with his own roster where he's just like, oh, that was so awesome. I was just going to say, he does it for the other teams a lot. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he builds them up. Uh, Derek Carr is one of the great quarterbacks that uh, I've seen in a long time. And uh, you know, we got our work cut out for him. Don't try to stop him. Uh, it's going to be really hard to stop Sam Darnold, Carolina Panthers. He's really mm-hmm. good. Like. Cam went four for seven, 49 yards. And uh, Mac Jones, 13 of 19 for 87 yards. Oh, 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 Patriots next game will be at the Eagles. That'll be uh, next Thursday. Yes, McLovin. We were
3: talking before the show about Chase Young sacked Cam. Uh, Chase Young threw the left tackle around like
5: he was one oh, of us. Yes. That was a, he was a turnstile there. That, that was one of those where you go, Chase Young is really fast.
7: Yeah, Paul. If you're a fan of a team, would you rather have a serviceable veteran make you competitive, or just go to the rookie? Hypothetically, let's say you're um, uh, a Patriots fan, and Cam Newton can make you ten and seven, or Mac Jones can make you seven and ten. Ten and seven might get a playoff appearance.
5: You got to make the playoffs if you're the Patriots. You spend a lot of money on free agency. The, like you're geared up to win now. Oh, so Whereas, if you said the Bears were going to go seven and ten with Justin Fields or ten and seven with Andy Dalton, I think Chicago fans would probably say we'll take the seven and ten.
7: You might wow. be right. Yeah.
5: Like San Francisco can't go ten and seven with Jimmy Garoppolo, seven and ten with Trey Lance, and the team's going to go. Let's take the seven and ten. That team's ready to go to the Super Bowl this year. Let's uh, ask Tom Curran that question. The Patriots insider. Seven and 10 with Mac Jones, 10 and 7 with Cam Newton, if you ask Patriots fans.
9: They would happily, well, all right. They would rather see seven and 10 with Mac Jones, but I don't think that there's any planet on which Cam Newton would extract more wins from this team in 2021 than Mac Jones.
5: Oh, really? So the, do you think this is truly open competition between these two? it very much truly is an open competition and it's
9: getting closer by the day. If it's not already a horse race.
5: Well, what did you see last night that would change somebody's opinion? Well,
9: it's bill has put it out there beginning with the draft that it's camp's job, camp's a starter. And he kind of reiterated that a second time, which I think was reading off the cue cards at the beginning of camp. But since then the Patriots have divvied up reps throughout the training camp practices. And then they did the same thing yesterday. And what we saw last night is a complete reflection, Dan, of what we're seeing on the practice field. Jones goes back, reads the defense, puts his foot in the ground, decides where he's going to go with the ball and puts it out on time and accurately. Cam Newton, his forte is none of those things. His forte is moving with the ball a little bit, running a little bit, throwing with great pace. And every fourth or fifth throw, Dan, you end up saying, my God, what was that? <laughs> my God. In and a bad way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Matt Jones is not having any of those throws where you're going, oh, my God, how did he even do that? He throws it to some tight windows, and you say, wow, that was,
5: that was really kind of good to fit it in there, but he's not jaw, dropping your jaw either. But also when you're trying to plan this offense and you're going, okay, we got a running quarterback, and then we have a pocket quarterback. It's kind of hard to say, hey, our offense kind of can morph into whatever we need to have it morph into. What are they built for? Are they built for Mac Jones or built for Cam Newton?
9: When you look at... I think a lot of people would contend that they're built to run the ball and be a bully because they have the two tight ends and they have like five very good running backs and they have an offensive line that can bang people around. But I don't think any team is built to have a guy who can be an impediment to successfully throwing the football. And that's what what Cam sometimes is. As you pointed out, Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar, Kendall uh, Kendrick Bourne, all of these guys they brought in to throw the football to not to block, not to watch somebody run around. So Mac Jones is going to extract more from those investments
5: than Cam will be able to. What did you make of Belichick's postgame demeanor?
9: I thought he was upbeat. I thought he was, you know, kind of satisfied with what he saw in a lot of ways. Did you hear his answer to the challenge question? Asked him why he didn't challenge a completion to uh, Jacoby Myers, which was clearly a completion. Yeah, just didn't feel like it. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Those are the things you say at 69. I brought up the comparison that Belichick and uh, Greg Popovich are similar because they had their run. They, they are great. They're Hall of Famers, you know, among, amongst the greats of their sport. But San Antonio is not winning a championship again mm-hmm. anytime soon. And the Patriots feel like they're a few years away. You buy into that comparison?
9: A, yeah, it's not unfair. Just the interesting thing about football as opposed to basketball. Not like I'm preaching to you any great knowledge that you don't have is a coach matters more in football, and you can eliminate a lot of teams right out of the shoots because they're well. The Patriots were not a seven and nine team last year; they were a three and thirteen team, and Belichick was able to have a, a game plan. For a quarterback who was challenged as a thrower and a special teams and he would be in game management and win games like over San Diego, which was a much more talented team, like 43 to nothing. So when I look at Belichick, he's now invested and he has the players. Popovich might not ever have the players again, but the quarterback, as important as he is, he's not as important as a Duncan or a a LeBron or a Kawhi or a Jimmy Butler was last year
5: i wonder how tough it is to get free agents with brady gone because brady gave you that possibility of winning a championship and you don't have that that person right now
9: and it was going away a little bit though at the end of brady's run here that was an interesting thing because there was an uncertainty around brady you remember uh i think it was adam humphreys he went to the tennessee titans instead of coming to new england jared cook it's like is Gronk coming back is he not he eventually signs with new orleans instead Really, the money talked this offseason with Belichick. And once these guys get in here, there's still an aura to Belichick that they're honored to be in the system. Some guys aren't. Some guys play here and they're like, this guy stinks. Let me out of here. But um, I think this is going to be a really interesting season, Dan. I cannot imagine this team not having double-digit wins. And Mm -hmm. they're going to be a
5: lot better than you think. The uh, Patriots gave Gronk's number now, is that is this a big deal? It's being made into a big deal that uh, somehow they're supposed to retire Gronk's jersey.
9: Well, it was Rasheed Caldwell's number.
5: <laughs> okay, uh, they gave it to Gronk. Okay,
9: <laughs> yeah, but it was Ben Coates' number too. You can't retire them all. And I think the Patriots, when they were kind of a moribund franchise for about forty years. They said, okay, well, we can retire Bruce Armstrong and Gino Capoletti's and Steve Nelson's numbers, and no one will ever miss them." What, what are we going to do, go through all 100 of them? Well, now, I mean, you see a guy running around in 33, and you're like, oh, it's not Kevin Falk. I wonder what? They probably should have retired his number. You can't retire them all in football, Dan. Too many humans.
5: Yeah, but Gronk is the greatest receiver you had in, in team history.
9: I Yeah, they just – they have not st- – on ceremony too much with it. I mean, even Bledsoe's numbers getting handed out. I don't know when that first got reissued, but if if 12 got handed to Mac Jones, then we'd have a real story. Yeah, though I that's just... what I that
5: was my next question. <laughs> if I'm Mac Jones, I just say, look, you think I'm gonna be him, why don't you just give me his jersey?
9: That would have been a bold move.
5: <laughs> why number 50 for Mac Jones in training camp?
9: He does that with all the draft picks. He gives them numbers in the fifties. So the f- the first round, the first guy gets fifty. The the, the second guy selected gets fifty one, and then fifty two, and so forth. So Ramondre Stevenson, the running back who rumbled for ninety one yards last night on a <laughs> touchdown, um, he had number fifty three until yesterday.
5: Uh, the so. uh, Matt Damon fallout, where Matt Damon came on the show and said that he doesn't root for the Patriots. He he he'll he'll root for Tom Brady. Uh, what kind of repercussions were felt in the uh, Northeast?
9: As you might imagine, ah, he's a Hollywood guy anyway. I mean, <laughs> kid, no one cares. No one cares what Matt Damon is <laughs> rooting
5: for, a kid. Are you using your accent there?
9: Yeah, and I don't think when I affect it, it really works as well. So, but. What if no Mark one... Wahlberg said it? Boy, I, you know what? Those guys, they know where their bread's buttered. If they want to go to Super Bowls, whether it's Tampa Bay or New England, you you want to be make sure that you're good with Tom, Tommy.
5: Tommy. Great to see you. How's morale? Here at the
9: house, pretty good. We're all upbeat. beat. <laughs> it's going to be a warm weekend. All we have is a press conference with Bill. It's already done. Uh, yeah, we're, we're good here. We're going to play some golf.
5: All right. Well, good to talk to you again. Thank you, Tom. All right, Danny. That's Thank you, Tommy Curran, the uh, Patriots insider. Yeah, I I had people up in Boston. They're like, did you hear what Damon said? I said, yeah, he was on our show when he said it. He said that he would root for Tom against the Patriots. I go, so? He's friends with Tom. I mean, I'm going to guess a lot of people like the Patriots when they were successful, thanks to Tom. Tom's not there anymore. When Tom comes back, they're probably going to be rooting for Tom. Yeah, Paul.
7: Yeah, but Matt Damon's a bright guy. He could have gone a little surf and turf. There. I said, of course I root for Tom Brady. I'm always going to root for him wherever he goes. That said, I'm a Patriots fan. Old school.
5: Yeah, but then he's rooting against Tom when Tom plays the
7: Patriots. you got to give a political answer, though, where you answer both things correctly.
5: Um, I don't think there is a politically correct answer for that. When when Brady comes back to play the Patriots, and you say, hey, who are you rooting for? Yeah. Um, well, Tom is my friend. I like the Patriots, but I love Tom. That's probably what you say. You're shaking your
3: head no, McLovin? No, I mean, you can't say I like the Patriots. You have to love the Patriots. I think that's the right
5: answer. So you love the Patriots, but Tom is your friend. And I would always root for my friend first. Is that what you would do? I, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like Matt Damon should have said the Patriots. The Patriots are going to be there forever. Tom's going to retire eventually. Yeah, but he's still friends with Tom. It's like when Tom retires, I don't know if they stop being friends. I mean, you can still like the Patriots, but Tom's his friend. Yes, Tom.
2: You got to say, you know, I'm friends with Tom, and it was a great run, but he's with the enemy now. It's the opposition, and I'm all in. I want the Patriots to win, and maybe Brady can have a good game as long as we have at least one more
5: point than them when the game's over. Yeah, but then Tom goes what the bleep? What are you doing? You I thought we're cares? friends.
2: With, with everything going on in Tom's life, he's going to go after Matt, Tom
5: cares a lot about a lot of things. In the last couple of years, he cares a lot. On
2: this one particular day, I got to root against you. I'm a Patriot fan. Every other time before and after, I'm all about you succeeding.
5: Yeah, but you, you like a thing, the Patriots. You like a person with Tom Brady. That's the difference there. You know, if John Elway left and went to San Francisco and then came back to play the Broncos.
2: I I want the Broncos to win. And I love John Elway, as we all know. But on that day or that night, it's about the Broncos. But let's say
5: Elway is your friend. Like you text your buddies, you go to dinner. That's what Matt Damon and Mark Wahlberg have with Tom Brady. I
2: would hope Elway, or in this case, Brady would understand that I've been rooting for this team since I'm a little kid and I want my team to do well. And every other day, it's all about you, but not today.
5: Okay. We'll take a break. We got our play of the day coming up. And uh, next hour the uh, Malice at the Palace, the documentary and uh, a lot of interesting footage that if you think you saw everything with that fight that brawl in Detroit uh, we'll talk to Jermaine O'Neill, who was on the court and uh, just how it played out. And here we are. Well, That was 1994. Does that sound about right? Pauling? And uh, still a lot of unanswered questions about that. Because that that fight that really impacted a lot of the players, but judging from the interviews they did with a lot of the fans, uh, two thousand four, I'm sorry, uh, didn't uh, didn't have a big impact on them. We were in Columbus for Ohio State Michigan that weekend. Yeah,
7: we were at a, I think it was a Friday night the fight, or yeah, Friday night. Yeah, and we were at a little pub in Columbus, uh, Ohio, and the fight started, and we yelled over to the bartender, turn up the volume. Yeah, and the whole bar just locked in.
5: We'll also talk to the great skateboarder, Tony Hawk. He'll stop by as well. But when we come back, we'll settle on our poll question, our play of the day. I'll tell you it's on the Traeger Grills as well. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
0: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
4: Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot. Collect goods. That's leesa.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See Lisa.com for more details.
1: Oh, my God. The play, the play's play. of the day. Oh, my God. Play it and play it. This is the play of the
5: day.
9: Check this out. The
5: pitch is hit in the
9: air. Deep to run.
5: White Sox Radio Network, there were eight home runs into the cornfield. 16 of the 17 runs in the game scored via home runs. That's play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. Check out their SUVs, the 2021 Mercedes-Benz GLE. Learn more at mvusa.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Some phone calls coming up here. By the way, the Traeger grills fired up. Chimichura smoked ribeyes today. Grilled Mexican street corn. Whoa. Who who has it better than us? Nobody. Nobody. Dang. Nice. Tyler, the uh, moderator, is the one who's uh, doing the honors today with the Traeger Meat Friday. Speaking of food, uh, we got a controversy here. Um, I just unearthed it because I went out into the kitchen. Paulie brought in uh, Dunkin' Donuts and uh, a dozen. So everybody, there's 12 of us who work here. Everybody could have a donut. And I go out there, and they're chopped up. And I thought that maybe somebody was mocking me because I, of course, being fit and ripped, would only have a little piece of a donut, not an entire donut. And I was told, you know, just take the whole donut next time. Don't just take a piece. It's not like I bite it off, and then I put the rest of it back in. I actually used a fork and cut it. Well, I go back, and I open the box, and it looks like people have been eating them and then leaving part of the donuts in there. And I said to the big German, I said, can let's look at the surveillance camera from the kitchen and see if you can come up with who chopped up the donuts. Yes, Seaton. Now, what's
6: so funny about uh, the carnage that's been left, as it's been described, carnage in the kitchen, <laughs> is that I think... Popular etiquette would say cutting the donuts into pieces so everyone can have some of the different kinds is actually the right thing to do. But in our funny little world, the best thing to do is just take the whole donut. I, I might be off on this, but I think common etiquette would say it's nicer to cut up the donut than to just take a whole one.
5: I, I have a confession here. Uh, to your office? Somebody just sent a confession. Oh. Uh, yes, Paulie
7: i just like to say, you know, there, there's enough donuts for everyone to have one. Uh, just grab one, take it back to your desk, do whatever you want with it when you leave with it. You can eat half of it, you can eat all of it. Uh, but don't cut it in like thirds. Okay. Or don't take a little wedge out of it. Because then people are turned off. It's a slap in the face to donut lovers everywhere.
5: Well, uh, here is the donut confession. And uh, it reads as follows. I ate a full donut and then chopped some of the other ones up to see if Pauly would go in and check the box later on. (laughs) Pauly did not check. I did. That uh, confession is from our cameraman Weeks. (laughs) 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 So Weeks, thank you. Thank you. Weeks
7: had a full donut, by the way.
5: Well, I think he did. But um, just saying. Um, uh, Todd, we're not doing other gripes around here. Yeah, no, you no suggestion
2: box. I, I, I can't be anonymous.
5: Okay, go ahead, Todd. Todd's got a bathroom issue.
2: Well, well, you would think no that kidding. you would think that I could pick up a bathroom issue. I, I've noticed that recently that there's been some bad aim with throwing the hand towels in, into the actual garbage can making uh, more work for our cleaning person where, uh, for some reason, oh. and the garbage isn't even filled up. There's plenty of room to put garbage in, and I don't know who's doing it, but for some reason they feel like okay. putting it on the floor next to what's okay right. and not flushing. I think flushing is kind of a mandatory thing after you uh, do your business.
5: Well, let's go to the surveillance camera of people using <laughs> the pe- – no, we don't have cameras in there. Yes, Eden.
6: I can s- sort of co-sign on some of Todd's gripe there. <laughs> Well, I didn't know if Although this was... the towels on the floor. That to me isn't the biggest issue in the bathroom because carnage is the correct word. Yeah. And it's like, wow, you got to leave
7: it the way you found it. Leave it where you found it is a good phrase by Seaton. If you look back and it looks like a, a crime scene, maybe tidy up. Okay. Maybe. Okay. I mean, there's a reason that they leave the that brush right next to the
5: bathroom. <laughs> okay. That's why it's there. Okay. That's why it's there is oh. to clean up after yourself. Okay. Anything else that we want to get off our chest?
7: Yeah, Paulie. Just a side note there. Todd is very protective of the cleaning person because it's the only person (laughs) that Todd speaks to in this building on a regular basis. That's true. And because
2: I spend so much time in the bathroom, I want—I'm in particular want it to be extra clean if I'm going to be hanging out in there so long. I don't want to see towels on the floor and no one flushing after they pee. Todd,
5: Todd, it's an attractive woman. Who comes in and cleans? Yeah, she's in good shape. That's Pan. that's the reason why you're you you have this soft spot in your heart. If, if it was a guy who was doing this, you would not care about.
2: I'd probably be a little less sensitive, but still, it doesn't take away the fact that flushing and throwing the hand towel right. in the can right. are very easy okay. things to do. It requires right. no heavy
5: lifting. Okay. I mean, we're we're a small company here, and uh, we have twelve people, but. Um, Weeks did come forward and say that he's the one who chopped up the donuts and we'll try to find out, uh, you know, fair. message sent to everybody about going into the bathrooms here and, uh, you know, leaving it uh, as you, you left.
6: Yes, my favorite part of the donut thing is that while we were all like, oh, boy, let's get the videotape. We got to go to security camera. See who cut up the donuts. Weeks is just standing in here <laughs> sil- silently. <laughs>
5: I know, he sent me an email as I started this. He's like, oh, I got a confession to make, and I went, uh, Weeks?
6: He's like 10 feet to my right, or to my left, rather,
5: <laughs> and you would never know it. He's as quiet as a mouse. Well done, Weeks. Well done. All right, some phone calls here. Sam in Iowa leads us off. Hi, Sam, what's on your mind today?
8: Dan, how you doing? Good, sir. Uh, just on the phone, I was at the Field of Dream team last night in Nairsville. Just want to call in and report from that. It was just simply amazing just incredible what mlb did was amazing
5: what did your ticket cost
8: uh i actually got in on the secondary lottery uh so i heard the original ones were 375 i got in at 450 a ticket that's been 921 dollars for me and my wife to go
5: awesome yeah that's what i said to a couple of listeners yesterday that look i know that the prices are exorbitant but Who knows if you get this experience again, that opportunity and the night was perfect. The weather was great. You had a dramatic finish there. Kevin Costner was there. It sounded like a great night. uh, Smith in North Carolina. Hey, Smith. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. What's on your mind? Nothing. I was calling just to say just wanted to applaud M L B man for such a great game last night with the Field of Dreams game. And also applaud them, man. You know, you got three African American players playing in that game, two vibration, one one all African American. And just you know, we've always talked about the lack of African American players in baseball and to watch the stars shine like that, I hope it really just shines a light on what M L B is trying to do. Also three players that are that played in true sports. So I mean they, they chose baseball. And Tim Anderson's a stud. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you, Smith. You know, the White Sox could be the best team in baseball. And not a lot of people are talking about. In Chicago, they are. But that's a really good team. You brought in Tony La He might be manager of the year. I wasn't big on Tony coming in. But they have, that's a good team. You know, potentially a great team here. But definitely one of the elite teams so far. Uh, let's see, Jason in Nebraska. Hi, Jace, what's on your mind today?
6: Hey, Danny and Danettes, love you guys. Um, I just want to applaud Fritzy for one hell of a week with Kes. Um Great job, Fritzy. And I also wanted to uh, bring up, an... oh, oh, sorry, guys, my dad just got here. i got to go out to breakfast. Bye.
5: <laughs> wow, that's a... Dead dad humor is that what we have here on a Friday? I thought he was being thoughtful. Like, did he say his dad just died, or dad just got here? Oh, 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 okay. I, they're going to breakfast, and he has to go because his dad's alive, and and our dads are dead. Wow. Oh, is that what he said? I think <laughs> it sounded
6: like died. Yeah, I thought he said, "Oh, hold on, my dad just died." I got that's it wrong. exactly what I heard.
5: Oh, was so bizarre. I thought he said, "My dad just." died and then you know then i thought oh maybe say my dad just got here i gotta go to breakfast because that would be funny if he was like oh wait my dad is here i, I gotta
6: run yeah we're gonna go out to breakfast or maybe not yeah
2: which took away the whole guest uh pat on the back that he gave me now we're just focusing on the fact that his father died. just died what
5: i think he was joking i would hope he i didn't don't think say... his dad just died
2: no i think any one of us would have been like screaming in horror if that was happening in the moment
5: darren in colorado hey darren what's on your mind Good morning, gentlemen. Happy Meet Friday to you. Thank you, dude. Uh, six two and a daddyish
3: one eighty five. Right. So I've got a solution for uh, for Matt Damon. I got the perfect answer for him. All right. You say I hope that Tom has the the game of his entire career. I want I want five touchdowns, no interceptions, and and play of the day Monday morning. And I want the Patriots to win by three.
5: Yeah. Okay. I mean it, that that's that's a better answer probably for uh, New England to hear. But thanks for the phone call, Darren. Yeah, he's, he's friends with Tom.
6: Well, yeah. See. Plus, he probably hasn't lived in Boston in like thirty years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the ties might not be as tight. You know, that he's not going back there anytime soon.
3: No. No. Yes, no. McLeven. I'll just say it. The Patriots fans are the biggest bunch of phonies on earth. Nobody cared about that team until they started winning. They're Red Sox fans who happen to watch football because they win Super
6: Bowls. Right. Says the Eagles, Bengals, Broncos, like every team under the sun fan. Oh, it says uh, the Yankees, Red says Sox, the, Patriots says the guy fan. like I'm not even an Eagles fan until they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah, And the Milwaukee Bucks, hey, once they're winning a championship, you love the Bucks. One hour in the books, two more to go. What the hell could happen next? One more item, first hour, rockauto.com, there for you 24-7, right now. And you're going to be able to find the parts your car or truck will need. And they started this back in 1999, two goals in mind. And these are automotive engineers, family business. They want to give you direct access to all the information hidden in the computers and catalogs behind the parts store counter. And second, to make the parts affordable. They offer reliably low prices. They take out the middleman. They pass the savings on to you. RockAuto.com has the correct parts. For vehicles of all ages, a vehicle that turns the engine off at every stoplight or has the battery installed in the trunk. And you might need a new battery. They have all these batteries for you. And they deliver the batteries right to your door, which means you don't waste time and money hunting for the parts. Phoning, driving, waiting in lines. You go to rockauto.com today. Make sure you tell them we sent you. Write Dan Patrick in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you and you listen to the program. All the parts your car or truck will ever need. Rockauto.com.